Thank you, Lord God. Just praise you, Father. Worship you, Lord. I magnify you, Father, this morning, Lord. Oh, God, just praise you, mighty God. Worship you, Father. Oh, God, thank you for another day, God. Thank you, God, for another Sunday, God. We can come to your house, Father, and worship you and praise you and magnify you, Father. Because, God, you're so worthy, God, to be magnified. You've done so, so much, Father. God, I just, just never can thank you enough, never praise you enough, Father. God, I just thank you this morning, Lamb of God, I praise you, Father. Holy and holy, 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 holy is you, God. God, I thank you, Father, for coming down, God, upon this earth, God, and walk, God. Oh, God, we can take this kingdom, God. We can take, God. Oh, God, what Adam and Eve has lost, God. We can take and possess, Father. Oh, God, I thank you, God, for that opportunity, Lord. Holy Father, I magnify you this morning, Jesus, for that, Lord. Oh, God, I thank you, Father. Just worship you, Lord. Holy, watch us, Father, God. You move this day, God. You move, God. You have your way this morning, God. Whatever it may be, God, we are willing, God, and we are flexible, God, to your spirit, God. Oh, God, I ask you to move, God. Have your way, Father. Holy Father, move by your spirit, Jesus. Move, Father. Holy Father, God, I ask you to have your way this morning, Jesus. Give us the ear to hear your voice, the eyes to see, and a heart that we can understand what your spirit is speaking, God. The knowledge, God, because, God, you are doing a new thing. God, you ought to move in a different way, God. And God, sometimes his ear is a little out of the ear, uh, norm, God, how you move, God. And sometimes we don't know how to move with it, God. Teach us, Father. Give us that teacher spirit, God. Hold, oh, God, just reach out to you, God. Give us that mind this morning, God. Know how to move, God, how to work, God. Let us not get in the way this morning, God. You're moving your spirit, Father. Let us not, God, get in the way, Father, of your, of your outpouring, God, what you want to do, Lord. Oh, God, just worship you this morning. God, I thank you, God. Have your way this morning, Lord. Have your way this morning, God. Oh, God, I reach out to you this morning, God. God, I don't know what you have planned for us this morning. I don't know what you're going to do this morning, God. But, God, I ask, God, to have your way, God. Give us the ear to hear your voice, Father. God, I just worship. Come on, people, let's worship God. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship Him. God, I thank You, Father. I praise You. I magnify You. God, You just come down, God. Come down, God. God, I don't have to set up the atmosphere, God, because You're already here, Lord. It's us. we got to come up to the atmosphere. we got to come up to Your Spirit realm, Lord. we got to come up. You're already down, God. we just got to move up, God, and know what You have. We don't got to set the atmosphere. We don't got to set the the, the, the scene of, of how you got to move, God. It's us, God. We got to move, God. Teach us how to move, God. Teach us how to get into that, that realm of you, Father, because we can't do it in ourselves, God. Give us that wisdom and knowledge and ability, God. God, get us so flesh out of the way, God. Get us so stinking mind out of the way, God. And give us that pure mind, Father, that same mind that was in you, Lord. That same mind, God, that was in you, Father, God. We can thank God. 
God and act like you, Father. Uh, God, give us that same act, uh, same attitude that you had, God. Because, uh, God, we can't do anything, God, until uh, we come up to your level, God. Uh, we don't got to come down to that level, God. Uh, oh, God, I ask, God, uh, let us come up to the oil level, God. Uh, holy Father, mighty God. Uh, holy Spirit, uh, oh, God, let us, God, uh, to go up, God. Uh, we know what you're thinking and know what you're speaking, Father. Uh, God, I cry out to you this morning, God. Uh, give us that wisdom and knowledge, God, of you, God. Uh, God, we got to have a change, Father. Uh, we got to have a movement of your spirit, God. Uh, we can't keep going the same way, Father. Uh, we can't just keep coming every Sunday, God. Uh, God, we got to have a new move of your spirit, God. We got to have, God. We got to have, God. Come on, let's reach out to him this morning. Oh, God. Yes, gosh. Oh, Spirit of Hosanna. We got to have you, Spirit of God. God, how, God, do we reach? How do we seek you, God? Our God, we got to have you, Father. We got to have you, Jesus. Oh, God, we got to have you, Father. We can't keep going, God. We keep going around and around. God, we got to have, God, a change of a heart, God. We got to have a change, God. Oh, God, a change of your spirit, God. Oh, God, you change his whole heart. You change his mind, Father. Oh, God, you change, 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 God, your people, God. Our God, you've got people seeking your face. You've got churches that seeking and asking for the truth. God, we're not asking for a church religion or a doctrine, God. But God, we're asking God for a change. My God. God, holy, holy. Oh, God gives that change of heart, God. Oh, God, let us mind, God, be elevated, God. Let us, God, to be born, God, in this kingdom, Father. Hallelujah. Let us be born, God, in this kingdom, Father. God, birth this God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Let us, God, be birthed, God. Oh, God, birth, 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 us, oh God. Oh, God, let us be ready, God. Oh, God, we got to have it, Lord. Oh, God, we can't change the world until we change ourselves. Oh, God, 
until we can go out and save or heal anybody, God, until uh, God, we possess this thing, God. Uh, God, oh, God, yes, we can have church. Yes, we can have a move uh, of a church and religion. God, we got to have. Uh, oh, God, much more than that, God. Uh, we got to come up to your level, God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Changes, changes, changes this morning, God. Oh God, I feel your spirit, God. Hallelujah. Oh glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, mighty God. I praise you this morning, God. I thank you, God. I praise you and I magnify thy name, God. God, I don't know what to do with this service, God. Oh God, you gotta lead us, God, and guide us, Father. Oh Spirit of God. Lead us and guide us, holy God. Holy God, I just praise you and I magnify you this morning, God. Oh God, I thank you, God. I praise you. I worship you. Move, God. Hallelujah, my God. Hallelujah. Oh God, I feel you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Hallelujah, my King, my King. Holy, 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 holy. Hallelujah, my God, I praise you. Oh, my God, my God. He's doing something this morning. Holy Lamb of God. Holy Lamb of God. Holy Lamb of God. Holy, holy, hallelujah, 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 my God, I thank you and I worship you. Oh, it's done like you, Lamb. Holy Lamb, Holy Lamb, Holy Lamb, Holy Lamb, my God. If y'all don't feel this this morning, oh my God, He stepped down in this place. Holy my God, Oh my God, my oh my God, Hallelujah, my God, oh my God, holy, 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 our God, my God, holy one, I thank you this morning, Jesus. My God, my God, I don't know what to do this morning. All I know is to praise Him because He's worthy, He's worthy, He's worthy, He's worthy. Because we got to have a change of a heart. We got to have a change of mind. Oh, we got to have a change. We got to have a change. It ain't going to be by singing or by preaching, but it's going to get into His atmosphere to change us. If we don't get in His atmosphere, we ain't going to get changed. He ain't going to work on us. Hallelujah. God, oh, Mighty, I worship you, I worship you, I glorify you, and I worship you this morning, Father. My God, my God, my God, my God. Holy, my God, 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 my God,
my God. Our God, you have your way this morning. God, you are having your way. Oh, God, you are doing, God, are doing something, God. Oh, down deep, God. Oh, my high God, you are. You are doing something, Father. God, I ask, Father, you go out in this live stream, God, and you touch, God, everyone that's watching, God. Oh, God, I cry out, God, as you move for them as well, Father. Holy Lamb, Holy Lamb. Our God, get us ready. God, get us ready for this kingdom, this birth, God. Our God, Holy, 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 Holy. Oh, my God, you move, move. Oh, my God, I feel my high, I feel an indwelling of your spirit, God. My God, I feel the indwelling of thy spirit, God. My God, God, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, I worship you. 
Holy, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I worship you, I praise you. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just keep reaching. Come on. This is what we've been seeking Him for. Oh, my God. Come on. This is what we've been seeking Him for. This is what we've been seeking Him for. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, just going to wait in His presence a few more minutes. Oh, God, let us become comfortable with your spirit, Lord. Let us be comfortable, Lord. Move out the uncomfortable. Let us be comfortable, Lord. Let us be comfortable with the working of your spirit, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God, I feel that indwelling today, Lord. This is what we've been seeking you for. Nothing else matters. Oh, God, this is what we've been seeking you for, Lord. Oh, God, continue this work in our spirits this morning. God, continue this work in our spirits this morning oh God continue this work God continue it Lord come on God help us help us help us Lord help our infirmities today help our infirmities today and help our weaknesses today oh God you help us today oh God come on Jesus come on Lord oh God I praise you Lord I praise you oh God let his spirit keep working in you come on let his spirit keep working oh god all the preaching in the world ain't gonna get it done all the singing all the all the talking ain't gonna get it done it's the working of his spirit it's the working of his spirit thank you lord oh god oh god oh god thank you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us up to your level, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, God, for elevating our minds and our spirits, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for letting us come up hither, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, oh God, for that change, God, for that metamorphosis, God. I believe it. God, I believe it, Jesus. I believe it, Lord. It's what we've been seeking for. Oh, God. Help this body, God. Help this body. Help this body, Lord. You help us go forward. God, you help us go forward. In your word and in your will and in your vision, God, you help us today. Holy God, you help us today. Oh, hallelujah. God, I thank you for this spirit of truth. Lord, God, I thank you for this spirit of truth. Lord, that pierces God in the darkness. Lord, it's a light that pierces in the darkness, Lord. God, I thank you for the spirit of truth. Help us, oh God, not to lie to the Holy Ghost today. Help us, oh Lord, to let you search our hearts today. Lord, you know the very thoughts and the intents of our heart, Lord. Search us today, Lord. Purge out, purge out today, God. The working of your spirit, Lord. Come on, God. Do those things we've been unable to do in ourselves, Lord. Do those things in us. Oh, hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Let's keep on pressing him. 
Might not be as active in fervor as he was uh, the working of it a few moments ago, but he's still working. This is what he put in my spirit, that we become comfortable with that, that we become accustomed to it. Not comfortable in the sense of irreverence, but comfortable that our flesh doesn't buck against it. Let his spirit saturate us today. Oh, hallelujah. Like a slow, steady rain saturates a nice tilled ground. Let that rain of the Holy Ghost saturate your spirit today. Let him saturate your spirit today. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I wouldn't take anything for what you're doing right now. This is the place I want to be. This is the place I want to be in your divine will, in the holiness of your spirit, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you. God, I don't know why you chose me, but thank you for giving me an opportunity. Thank you for giving each one of us the opportunity and the privilege to serve you. Oh, God, make us vessels of honor. Make us vessels of honor, Lord. Let us be supple in your hands. Lord, like that clay, God, that's got that water in it, Lord, and it's it's supple, God, in the potter's hands. Let us be supple in your hands today, Lord, to let you make us and mold us into your image, God. Lord, rub, rub out those old sharp edges, God, and those hard edges we got. Rub them out, God, by the water of your spirit, God. Rub them out, God, and mold us with your hands, God. Mold us with your hands, Jesus. Mold us. Make us supple in your hands, Lord, that we're pliable, God, that you can mold us and make us, Lord, into those vessels of honor that you desire. You've got a place in your kingdom, Lord. You've got a place for vessels of honor. You've got things that you need vessels of honor to do, Lord. You make us vessels of honor today, vessels of righteousness, Lord. You let your righteousness permeate our spirits today. I want the very righteous holiness of God to permeate our spirits today, Lord. That's incomprehensible to our carnal mind Lord but you let that spirit permeate us today let us begin to intertwine with that spirit Jesus just as you did when you were on this earth Lord you let that nature begin intertwining with us Lord that it become more and more like you and it drive out everything that doth offend everything God in our spirits that's offensive to you God I submit it to you God all the casual things God all the light hearted seemingly small things Lord that I just let myself fall into God but Father if they be an offense to you Father purge them out to me I submit my will to you God I submit my will God I submit my nature to you God I submit my desire God to be liked by man to be appealing to man and to my family and loved ones and even church members Lord I submit it to you Lord and I ask that you take my very nature God and make it yours Jesus Lord, take my very nature and make it yours, Lord. God, I surrender my desires, Lord. And any plans that I have in this life, Lord, I surrender it to you. I surrender it to you, Lord. Lord, and I walk away from it because I desire you above all things, Lord. I desire you. 
I desire your will and your nature, oh God. I desire, oh Lord, for your kingdom to come within my life, Lord. I don't even fully understand it, I'm sure, Lord, but I desire it, oh God. We desire you, Jesus. Oh God, permeate our hearts, Lord. Permeate our lives, our nature, God. Come on, Jesus, permeate us. Oh God, penetrate it to us, God. Intermingle, intertwine, and drive out the unholy. God, search us today and drive out the unholy, Lord. God, I surrender it to you, Jesus. I don't want it, Lord. I don't want it if it's not pleasing in your sight. God, I don't want it. Oh, God, I don't want it if it's not pleasing in your sight. Father, take all desire, Lord, of anything that's not pleasing to you. Take it from me today. God, take it from me. I surrender it, Lord. I let go of it as best I know how. Oh, God, take it from me, Jesus. Lord, take it from us today and help your people. Oh, God, help your people. Oh, God, thank you for your wisdom and your truth. God, thank you for your wisdom and your truth. Thank you for it, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for it, Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus, thank you for being so wonderful. Thank you for being so merciful. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, yes, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Thank you, Lord. That's what we've been seeking for. This is what we've been seeking for. This is why we come and pray and press and seek. This is why we cut ourselves off from the things of this world. This is why it's for what he's doing right here in this spirit. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're crazy like the world would think. That's why we separate ourselves. That's why we walk away from family. That's why we walk away from church family when necessary. That's why we separate ourselves from our own desires. This is why. If we lose our life, we will surely find it. If we lose our life and we give it up for his sake, there's people that give up for careers all the time. Doctors do it all the time. Career men do it. Look at politicians, even the president. You know, they, all, they, they give up. And nobody thinks they're crazy. I give it up for the king of kings. I give it up for that kingdom, the kingdom that won't perish. I give it up to rule and reign in that kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. His word is so true. His word pierces to the dividing, if I get it correctly, asunder of flesh and spirit. He divides in that very thing that tries to intermingle with the spirit of God in your life. He divides it ever so carefully. So as not to harm the spirit, but he'll sure cut away that flesh and cut away that flesh in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something so serious. The Lord's been speaking in my spirit all morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's so serious. Oh, God, it's so serious about the spirit of truth. That there's no varying in the spirit of truth. It's truth. It's not, if it's part truth, it's a lie. Folks don't like that, but it is the truth. It is the truth. If it's 
100% alcohol, it's 100%. But if it's 98%, then there's something else in it, and it's not 100%. Or whatever product. I just happened to think of an alcohol label, how sometimes they say 98% isopropyl alcohol. I just happened to you know, use that as an example. Whatever it is. In the word of God, he's bringing it down as a scripture in Acts. And he says, he at one time winked at ignorance, but now he calls for man everywhere to repent. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe he's uh, calling the church into accountability there and even could have been the lost that I have to go back and reread it in the context of the chapter. But nevertheless, it applies right now. He at one time caught, winked at ignorance. He tolerated a little bit of folly in our learning. And he tolerated some lack of truth in the doctrine. But the preachers have missed it. You walk in all the knowledge that you got, that's fine. But if you don't seek for truth, and if you're going to muddy it up, you are held accountable. And it's led the church astray. And truly, just as we've been, the Spirit of God's been speaking, it starts at the house of God and it's starting in the pulpit today. Before today, it's been happening. God's purging out that pulpit. I suspect, brothers and sisters, we better get ready for some sheep that are going to be wandering because they're shepherd. You smite the shepherd and the sheep are going to scatter. When God smites these impure shepherds, the sheep are going to scatter and we need to be ready. We need to be ready to help them and see if they want the truth. They may not. They may become so uh, to a diet of impurity. They may not want the truth. But there's going to be some that do. There's going to be some that do. But God is smiting the shepherds. He's smiting the evangelists. He's smiting the fake apostles and the fake prophets. They're fake. The word of God says they are. There are those. There's real and then there's fake. And God is smiting them. Because I tell you what. He loves his sheep. The ministers have accountability and they have an obligation to do right according to God's instruction and their job is to watch over the sheep and he's fighting for his sheep. Yes, the time will come on down to the sheep when they have to get it right. But he's dealing with this pulpit right now. Anybody that's called themselves a minister, he's dealing with it. One thing that's always got up under my skin through the years and I never knew how to stand up against it except within myself was afraid to voice it many times was impurity in the pulpit and it used to chap my hide when I would see wrong being done in a pulpit and it'd be covered up. I don't tolerate that. I know we're not perfect. I got that. I live with a man who's not perfect but yet David wasn't perfect but he had a heart after God. There was a great big difference. There is a great big difference. And I can't stand an impure pulpit. I can't stand that. And it's always hurt me because the sheep are the ones that get hurt. The sheep are the ones. The sheep are the ones. I was one. I was a sheep. And I got hurt. And countless others, as we all know, we all can point out people. Some will never be recovered without God's just divine grace. And that spirit of truth is penetrating into the real houses of God today. God is searching, and he is purging out what's not true. I can see it so plainly. What I, it, Piercing into the darkness is what I saw. It's like a... If you've ever been in pitch black, like true pitch black before, like if the power goes out and there's no street lights, or you're in a cave, if anybody's ever done anything like that, and you're in complete black... But that one light comes on, boy, it pierces through the darkness. 
And I saw that spirit of truth piercing through the darkness. Brother Michael shared with us that a few weeks ago how the Lord dealt with him about people sitting in the church and lying to the Holy Ghost. That really struck me. That really struck me where in our lives I really asked God to start searching me. Do not let me sit in the house of God and lie to the Holy Ghost saying I'm okay or whatever it would be. Just as Ananias and Sapphira took their, paid that price over an offering, but the point was that they had agreed together that they, had, they lied. They could have done what they wanted with it. They could have, whatever. They only could have sit, gave them five bucks off of it. The Lord, that wasn't a point. It was the lying, the deceit. How many times have we made an offering of ourselves to the Lord, but it's not been 100%. It's not been truth. I don't know if I'm making sense to you today. I pray to God, the Spirit of God, open that understanding. He, we've got to let him search our hearts completely. I do not want to sit in the house of God lying to the Spirit of God and not know it. And that just, I, you know, I pray that that's not happening in myself. I just petition him. But I'm fearful for those that come in and do. That's the hour we're moving in. I'm very fearful of that. I just don't think. I would advise that. Don't bow up against the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Let him work in you. Let him change you. My Lord, what a great working of his spirit. Hallelujah. Let's wait just another couple of minutes. See how the Lord's going to take us. Whew, take a deep breath. I have to. Whoa, there's been a lot going on in the spirit this morning. Hallelujah. But that spirit of truth. Mm -mm 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 -mm. That spirit of truth. Lord, help us today. God, help us to guard our calling. Lord, help us to guard the pulpit. Lord, help us to guard the sheep. God, help us to guard the sheep, Lord, and watch out. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness, do you feel good today? <laughs> do you feel cleansed and washed and purged? And wow, what a, what a great change and in indwelling. Man, I felt that. Not man, God. God, I felt that. <laughs> God, I felt that. That indwelling. I don't want it poured on us. I want it poured in us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sister Susie, I don't want to just throw it on you, but do you feel that you would have a song that you that the Lord could would use you in this morning? I really feel like we could just shift over to a song if that be all right, if if she's willing and able and I trust her. I trust her to let the Lord lead her. I feel that working of his spirit. Let's just let him keep working. I don't know how the Lord's going to use her. So let's just let, let the Spirit keep talking to us today. And I appreciate her being willing to step up.
Most of this time we do worship songs, but I just felt this song this morning. So we'll see how this goes. See, I will draw my strength from Jesus as I lay. Sister Kathy all morning this morning and all pain will leave my aching body as his sweet healing virtue flows and demons tremble in his presence in Jesus share a scripture with you? I thought about Revelations 1 this morning where the Lord said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And you know, in prayer, I could just hear God speaking and saying, my people have, will let me be Alpha. They'll let me be the first. But they ain't got faith to believe me to be Omega, the end. He said, but I have I knew you from the beginning, and I will complete that thing that I started inside of you. Hallelujah. We need to know him as Omega. We believe him as Alpha. We believe him for salvation. We'll believe him for healing. Amen. But I want to believe him as Omega. I want to believe him for my resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah. From sin. From not only from death, but from corruption of the mind. From corruption of the spirit. Oh, my God. Somebody. <laughs> we got to take authority over these things, over these things that want to hinder us. You know, I sat there, the, after I got out of prayer, after I went through and was believing with Brother Justin, and when Sister Lisa got up, the devil just come against my mind so hard, Brother Donald. Just come against my mind so hard. And I had to combat that, and I had to say, devil, you're a liar. 
Hallelujah. I'm believing him not only to be Alpha, but I'm believing him to be Omega. Amen. And he's going to stand up against all my enemies, and he's going to perfect that thing that he started inside of me. Hallelujah. Amen. For all pain will leave my aching body as his sweet healing virtue flows and demons tremble in his presence in Jesus name they have to I was sitting there and I was wrestling it seemed like with the enemy in my mind just in my mind because that's where the warfare is I thought about Sister Kathy and those powerful prayers that she has and how that it made an impression on me that I'll never forget when she just called out against the devil she just screamed right in the face of the devil right in the face of everyone in the restaurant Satan I bind you. Amen. You know what she was doing? She was being a reflection of her father. Amen. And that's what Alpha and Omega is. It's the beginning and the end right here. I mean, we were to raise our hands right now and just say, God has started a work in me, and he will finish it. He will bring me to maturity. He will bring me to completion. I will possess this kingdom. Amen. Next Sunday, there's going to be churches. There's going to be all kinds of people that's going to be celebrating the, the goddess Diana, a fertility goddess. Amen. But I'm serving a God, hallelujah, a God of resurrection. Amen. That's the God I serve is a God of resurrection. Alpha and Omega. Amen. The beginning and the end. He is going to complete what he has started inside of us. Amen. And demons are going to tremble. You know what I heard? I, I heard it just as plain as day. I don't know why I keep pointing. And my focus is just on Sister Kathy this morning. I don't know why. There's just something. I don't know if you've been struggling. I don't know if you've been in a battle. I don't know what in the world. But I just heard the Lord say, Shabaniah. You know who that is? That's the, that's the person who went and they blew the trumpet continually before the ark of God, driving away enemy forces so God's people could cross over. Amen. And you've got a trumpet inside of you, Sister Kathy. Amen. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Don't get defeated. Don't look around and see people and, and, and get discouraged. Amen. Blow that trumpet. That trumpet that God put inside of you that's so powerful. Amen. Because that's how we reflect God, Donald. It's not our song, not necessarily. It's not how loud we preach, not necessarily. It's our day-to-day -day living, amen. It's our joy. It's our peace, amen. It's our long-suffering. It's the fruit of the Spirit that's inside of us. That's when people see God in us, amen. I, I can get so impatient sometimes driving, so impatient. And I can get so impatient sometimes standing in line, waiting. You're at a fast food restaurant. You're supposed to 
they got you pulled up to the curb, and now you're waiting, and you're seeing other people getting their food, and you just waiting. And sometimes you need to not necessarily reflect God. Amen? Sometimes you want to not necessarily reflect God. You kind of get in this old flesh. But we need to start believing, amen, that we are coming into a completeness. Amen? Where we're no longer just flesh this day and spirit this day. Or flesh when we're angry and spirit whenever we feel God. Amen. We got to let them two coincide. I mean mesh together. Amen. So that our flesh becomes our spirit and our spirit becomes our flesh. Amen. And we begin to walk Jesus and talk Jesus and think Jesus. And we become the Alpha and the Omega. And we become the revelation, amen, of who He is manifested in this life life. Glory to God. There's going to be times we all get down. There's going to be times we all suffer sickness or affliction. Amen. But we're going to suffer it. Amen. As a soldier of the cross. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to reflect His glory. In Revelations. I don't even know where my Bible is. 21 I think it is. Can I read that scripture? Revelations 21. See He says it in Revelations 1. He said I am Alpha and Omega. I think that's 1 and 8. If anybody wants to get their little Bible out and help me here, <laughs> that'd be great. But in Revelations 21, and I'll find it because it's right at the very, he says, he says it's finished. <laughs> Just that simple. Golly. Where is that? It's 21.6. Right. Revelations 1 and 8. Now listen at the end of Revelations, what he says in Revelations 21 and 6. And he said unto me, it is done. Mm -hmm. He said, in, now listen what he says, end of Revelations. In the beginning he said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Revelations 21, he said unto me, it is done, period. It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. It's done. He's fixing to complete something inside of us, and it's going to be done. Yeah. And it's going to be done. Somebody needs to say, and it's going to be done. It's going to be finished. It's going to be complete. It's going to be mature. It's going to be perfected. Hallelujah. I feel that this morning. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Would y'all stand? Let's go to prayer. I will tell you, my soul is just saturated. I was uh, got into interpreting or transcribing the spirit of prayer that fell in here back on August, I mean, March the 27th. And the spirit of the Lord just began to speak out of me. For God to breathe into us. You know when the Lord breathed on His disciples and He said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost? They didn't go off in tongues. But something went in them. That Spirit of Christ that opened their understanding to the Scriptures and let them see where God was going to take them, something opened up in them. Something opened up in them. And I printed that prayer off, what we, Brother Justin, got part of it on 
tape off his cell phone and I printed it off and she's got it for you. But man, there's something in that prayer. I mean, it, it, it hit this place and probably for over two hours, God just saturated. There's something moving in prayer because this is what it's going to take to bring us forward. It ain't going to take good preaching. Man, if good preaching do it, it doesn't be done. If revelation of the Word would do it, we'd done be there. But it's got to be an act of the Spirit. It's not by power, and it's not by might. It's not by none of our abilities. But it is by my Spirit, saith God. There's a revealing of the Spirit of God that's wanting to come forth in each and every one of us and bring us into the maturity. Because that's what God's been telling us, and that's what God's been showing me is maturity. You hear me? Maturity. And maturity ain't operating in part. Maturity ain't understanding in part. It ain't being used by God in part. It's the completion. It's what Sister Susie said. God's wanting to complete something in us. Somebody asked me not too long back, said, I ain't never seen God's people go through what they're going through. Why are God's people going through what they're going through? I said, because God ain't never perfected the church before. And for the church to be perfected, it takes sufferings. What did he, what did he say in, in, in 1 Peter? I believe it's 5 and 10. He said, after that ye have suffered a little while, the Lord will settle strengthen and establish you and make you perfect. Make you complete. Get you established. Man, we need some people established in the faith. Amen. We need to get settled in the faith. There's something moving in my spirit because I know what God showed me about this word of the Lord fixing step on the scene. I mean, when I, when I was in prayer and I saw that horizon, and then it's just like a big split coming in the horizon, I saw Elijah step out like that, begin to speak the word of the Lord. And the Lord told me, suddenly the word of the Lord's going to step on the scene. I'm talking about this kind of spirit that was in Elijah, the kind of spirit that was in Moses, the kind of spirit that was in Peter and Paul. We got to have this because ain't nothing else going to set the church in order. Ain't nothing else going to drive out these doctrines and traditions of men that's got people so bound to religion. I mean, it doesn't matter what you preach. doesn't matter what's prophesied. doesn't matter how God moves. You can't reach people because it's like a, it's like a witchcraft spirit. People just settled in religion. And that's what they want. It's a good church. They won't feel that emotion. There's nothing wrong with emotion as long as God's in it. <laughs> So I want y'all to go to prayer with me. There's one thing I want God to give us today. Understanding. You know he said if any two shall agree. He's touching any one thing. Understanding. That the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. What's the mystery and the knowledge? What's the call and inheritance of the saints? We need to understand where we're at in God. We need to understand where we're at in the process of time. 
Because time, it's later than what y'all think. It's later than what y'all think. I'm telling you, it's later than what y'all think. But there's people right now in churches everywhere shouting and praising God, singing. They're talking about how great God is. The miracles, the deliverance, the move of God that we read about in the Bible, we've heard about in the past. But the majority of people don't believe there's a move of God will happen in their day. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. It's been dry so long. The people don't believe it's going to rain. I'm telling you, it's fixing to rain. Amen. Will y'all, will y'all go to prayer with me? And let's ask God to open the eyes of our understanding that we can see and hear and understand what the Spirit is speaking. Because I'm going to tell you the Spirit's speaking. Amen. The Spirit's speaking. Y'all, y'all, y'all may not believe what I'm telling you, but I feel something sitting right here. Like the Word of God. I, I feel it sitting right here just waiting for that inspiration. Just waiting for that unction of the Holy Ghost. And I feel it's just going to break forth. It's going to speak something major. There's something major fixing to happen. Something major fixing to happen in the earth, something major fixing to happen in the spirit. Because as it goes in the natural, so shall it be in the spiritual. Y'all understand that? And I'm tired of all this division and criticism in this nation. You don't like our president? Fine. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian. The Bible says pray for those that are in authority. As I'm going to tell you something, people don't start. People prayed and prayed and prayed for that man to get elected. Now they quit praying. Now they quit praying. Better pray for those that are in authority. Better pray for our kings. As I'm going to tell you something, you might go to sleep tonight and wake up in nuclear war tomorrow. That's how serious this earth is. That's how late the times are. You hear me? Got that crazy guy over in North Korea. He'd just soon fire a nuclear missile at Japan or South Korea or trying to get one that'll reach the United States. People like that unstable, they're just crazy enough to to do something like that and set the nations in world war. You got crazy people out there. That's the reason the Lord said, pray for those in authority. Better pray for them. God will give them the wisdom. And the Lord will set this thing to where we can come forth in what God's doing. Because I'm going to tell you something. Don't matter how great the word is. Don't matter how great the move of God was. When God got ready for the word to go into all the world, he brought persecution. He brought persecution. And persecution scattered the church. The church was doing good at Jerusalem. The church is doing good. Adding souls daily. Such a move of God in Peter that, man, he is walking the streets and his shadow was healing folks. And the Bible said multitudes of men and women were added to the church. That those that should be saved was added to the church daily. Such a great move of God. But then when God got ready for it to go, persecution. He brought persecution in. Amen. Let's ask God for understanding today. Let's ask God for understanding today. I need understanding. I need wisdom. I told the Lord the other night, I said, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> so what are you talking about? I was happy being an evangelist. Because I'd reached the place that God was making me a good evangelist. 
I was being successful, if that's what you want to call it. But I had people that was coming, was having miracles, having deliverance. And I'd have stayed right there if God had done something to alter my course. Y'all listening to me? What might have been the will of God 10 years ago may not be the will of God now. The jungle seasons change. Do you know times change? But if God's going to leave you right where you're at from now to the end of your life, you'll never change spiritually. You'll never mature. You'll never grow. Y'all understand what I'm saying? For God to bring you to the places He wants you to come, He will alter your course. He will change your seasons. He will cause things to happen in your life that will bring you to a deeper walk in relationship with God. Does that make sense to y'all? If you keep going the way you're going, ain't nothing ever going to change in your spiritual life. Can't. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to pray. I was preaching in Savannah, Georgia. It's been four or five years ago. And I made the statement. I says, anybody know what the definition of insanity is? The late-year-old boy in the back raised his hand and said, I do, preacher. I said, what is it? He said, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. So I'm going to tell you something. People that are caught in religion right now call themselves Pentecostals, call themselves Holy Ghost filled, they're insane. Because they're doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting God to move different. You want God to move different, you got to do something different. You want your life to change, God got to do something different in your life. Put you on another path. Change your season. Am I making sense to anybody today? So let's ask God. We need understanding. We need individual understanding. We need understanding where the body is. We definitely need God to show us where we're at in the process of time. Because there are a lot of people who don't realize how late the hour is. Don't realize things fixing to happen. I mean, they're fixing to pop. Because when you get this word of the Lord stepping out on the scene, start speaking like Elijah spoke and like Moses spoke, <laughs> them men ain't going to be ashamed to speak. Them men ain't going to hold their peace. They ain't going to worry about the death and destruction that the word of the Lord is. They're going to look at these people out. They're going to look at people out here that's fighting the word in the kingdom. They're going to look at them as God's enemies. And they're going to take the sword of the Lord and they're going to fight for it. God's putting people here to fight for this kingdom. Is somebody going to fight? Anybody going to fight with me? Anybody going to press with me in prayer? Anybody going to seek the face of God? I know what God showed me about this church. But he said it's going to take the people praying. It's going to take people getting in here and bombarding the heavens. So we can keep being insane. Or we can do something different. Amen. Do you love the Lord today? Will you, let's just pray and ask God to give us understanding. Holy Father, in the name that is above every name, that name of Jesus. Lord, that's the name that the whole family in heaven and earth is named for. That's the name that you told us to petition you in. That's what you said. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Reveal your glory today, my God. Reveal your glory today, my God, in your Son, and let your Son be revealed in us. 
Lord, we need understanding. God, you said in all your praying and your and getting, get understanding, get wisdom. Lord, we need understanding and wisdom. That in the name of thy holy child Jesus, that name, oh my God, that you said at that very name, God, demons will tremble. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Mighty God, give us the wisdom of that name. That word and that anointing and that strength. Give us wisdom of it, Lord. Show us how to use it. Show us how to invoke that authority that's found in that righteous name of Jesus. But today, Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. We give you honor and praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Will you give the Lord a good praise? Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated if you would. I tell you, I appreciate the Lord and I appreciate what he's doing. And you know, sometimes I, I look around and I just wonder. I just wonder sometimes where people's minds are, what their spirits are all about. And then I hear Sister Daniels telling me, Brother Mary, don't worry about the crowds. Don't worry about the size. Don't worry about it. Because if you had a church full, not everybody's going to hear and not everybody's going to go with the working of the Spirit of God. They're not just not going to do it. Amen. So I'm going to 1 Kings. Can y'all hear me all right? Everything okay? Is it clear? Okay. Because I, I turned it down earlier because it seemed like it a little loud. But I'm going to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. And I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm going to start praying the Lord let this Spirit that's in me get in some of y'all or get in all of you. Because I'm walking around with a ticking time bomb in my spirit that I felt like any second God could just trigger it. I'm serious. I, I feel something sitting right here that just any second the Spirit of God could trigger it. And I just begin to speak the word of the Lord and it would change the course of world events. I said, Brother Meadow, you crazy? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you, the Spirit of God gets on me. You don't know what God will do. I remember back in 2005 when Katrina was sitting off the coast of New Orleans. And it was about a Category 3. And I sat down on the steps of the church. And I started praying. I said, God, you make it the biggest, the meanest, the baddest, the worst hurricane. And, man, overnight that thing jumped up to a Category 5. Lord told me, he said, I'm going to put New Orleans underwater. That's what he told me. When that thing went in and hit, I heard the news about 10, 30, 11 o'clock this morning. said people was out in the streets of New Orleans dancing with drinks and everything in their hands. We dodged the bullet. 
We dodged the bullet. We dodged the bullet. It didn't hit us. I stopped right where I was and I looked up to heaven and I raised my hand. I said, that ain't what you told me. You told me you was going to put New Orleans underwater. Now you do what you said because I spoke it. Man, it wasn't no time them levees broke. <laughs> Woo! Wasn't nobody dancing in the street then. God took care of his word. But that right there altered the course of history. See, we don't know the word of the Lord. And it's now beginning to step on the scene. There's something happening now. Did y'all know that? There's something happening now. Because when God does this, he's going to have to have a vessel. He's going to have to have a vessel, says Kathy. Who's ready? You know, I, I, I talk on this. Who's, who's going to have what it takes to bear the responsibility? You're going to have what it takes. The Spirit of the Lord moves on you like Elijah did. And God said, if I be the servant of the Lord as I live and the Lord my God's soul liveth, let fire come down from heaven and consume all 50 of you. <laughs> you think about having the responsibility of fire God falling and killing 50 men like that. Is anybody hearing me today? See, this ain't church as usual. This ain't where we were 10. This ain't even where we were five years ago. It's reading I'm telling you, times change, seasons change. The mind and will of God for your life changes. But a lot of people, they get caught in spiritual rut, and they just go, 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 go. You spend every day of your life in church, every night of your life preaching, going somewhere and doing what you call ministry, and you might not be in the will of God. Who is sober and thought this morning, ain't it? I'm serious. See, all I can do is give you what God puts in my spirit. And I believe I have the Spirit of God. <laughs> Anybody believe I've got the Spirit of God? It might, the trumpet I'm blowing may sound completely different than what everybody else is blowing. But I believe I've got the Spirit of God. You say, Brother Metter, you saying other people don't have the Spirit of God? I, nope. But I know what God's doing. I know where He's taking us. I know where He's channeling us. I know where He wants us to go. Somebody give me a birthday card years back. This whole school of fish swimming this way. And one little fish was swimming right through the middle of them. He said, I saw this, and this reminded me of you. <laughs> you don't swim with a crowd. Never have. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to know what thus saith the Lord. And I didn't ask God to put me in this position. I didn't ask God to make me a pastor. I didn't ask God to ordain me to be an apostle. I didn't ask him for it. But now that he's done it, will be unto me if I preach not the gospel. So I'm going to preach this. Amen. I'm going to preach this. What this kingdom God's revealed in me, people can say there ain't no such thing the gospel of the kingdom. They can say it's wrong. They say there ain't nothing to it. You say what you want to. But I can take you in the word and show you where Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't preach nothing else. 
That's what brought the miracles and the deliverance and the signs and the wonders. That's why the Lord spoke to Brother Michael in January and told him, said, it's time to declare the truth. It's time to quit sidestepping. It's time to quit stepping all around these other doctrines and trying not to defend people. Just speak the truth. So I'm going to speak the truth. Y'all with me today? Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord. Man, I'm just as excited as a kid with a new toy. Hallelujah. Because there's something new. And I remember I had a dream right about the time we started this church. And the Lord told me to go buy myself a new pair of shoes because he's fixing to take me into a new path. Y'all remember that? I spoke it right here. I said, God's fixing to take me in a new path. God's, God's taking us into a new dispensation. When I come out of the hospital back in 2014, the uh, first thing I saw, I saw a door. It's like I was looking, and I saw a door open in the heavens on this left-hand side over here. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Behold, out of Revelation 4, John seen a door open in the heavens. God, John seen a door open in the Spirit. There's a door opening in the Spirit, children. There's a door opening in the Spirit. We're going to enter into something. There's a working right now to bring God's people from where you are right now into something deeper than you've ever walked in. And you can't be afraid of it. I've seen people try to so control their lives and control what God does in their lives and everything that happens in their life till they, they get plumb afraid of the working of the Spirit of God and they back away. I had a, a, a man that worked for me back in the 80s. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. I mean, good person, loved God, would pray fast, seek the face of God, but he wouldn't let God have his way in his life. Kind of crazy. Fast and pray and seek God and cry out for God to work something in you. And then when God tries to work something in you, you, you're so in control that you want everything to go just like you want it to go. God don't work that way. Because I'm going to tell you something. His way ain't your way and his thoughts ain't your thoughts. Amen. And I seen the Spirit of God get on a, a young lady one night. She was in my meeting. I was preaching. I think it's out in Texas. And I had about six, 700 people that night. And the Spirit of the Lord got on me, and I laid hands on her, and the power of God hit her. And she looked at that brother and started toward him, and he knew she's fixing to lay hands on him, the power of God fixing to hit him. He broke and run. But all kudos to her, she chased him down. Because he didn't have, a, he run up in the corner of the platform. He didn't have nowhere to go. She chased him down, laid hands on him. I seen the spirit of God flop him in the floor like a fish out of water. But see, he run. He was afraid. You can't be afraid of what God wants to work in your life, children. You got to let God have His way because it's not my will. It's time to be done. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather preach to you handful right here than I had preached to a church full. They ain't hungry for God. Because I know God's given me some people that's got a desire. Amen to come forth. That's the reason when I walked by Brother Justin this morning, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, let him open in prayer. Look what God done. 
See, God didn't just let a spirit of prayer fall. That's why if y'all think all that fell was a spirit of prayer, then y'all missed it. There was something come down and went into people. There's something went into Brother Justin's soul this morning. There's something come into this place to, to bring us in that closer and deeper place with God. See, God, God ain't no longer just letting stuff fall on people's flesh. God ain't no longer just raining uh, the rains of the Holy Ghost where it just falls on you and moves you by motion. There's a restoring uh, of the former reign of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and the Bible said on the day of Pentecost, uh, they were filled with the Spirit. Someone inside of them. Uh, it's time for something uh, to go down inside of us. Uh, and God began to take us back to this ministry of the Son of Man. So the Christ can get in here and begin to work. I care how many bad habits God delivers you from. You go back to the 50s and 60s and even in the said all people's testimony. Well, I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I quit chasing women. I quit chewing tobacco. All those are just habits. I think I heard William Brandon say one time, said he just preached for folks to get saved. He didn't preach against vices. He said, because when the attributes of God get in, he said, you're going to quit them things anyhow. But you know what you don't hear test people testifying about? They don't, you don't hear people testifying. God took my anger. God took my bitterness. God took my envy and my strife and jealousy out of me. God gave me a heart of compassion and mercy to love people. You don't hear people testifying about that. You hear people talking about, y'all have heard it. Heard it for years and us growing up. I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. And have the most mean, ornery, bitter, contentious spirits as any sinner out there. Because they never let God get in here. Man, what God's doing now, ain't he ain't pouring out his spirit on your flesh. He's pouring out his spirit in you that are, being, that are, that are making yourselves ready. There's going to come a day God's going to pour spirit out on all flesh and it's going to bring conviction. But God's working something in us. There's something changing in the people that really want God. And I mean want him in a desperate way. I'm more desperate for God than I've ever been in my life. Now, uh, there's a deeper hunger moving in me. Because I'm going to tell you something, this spirit of prayer, I'll have no control over it when it gets on me. It's just there. There ain't nothing I can do with it. And I don't try. A couple of weeks ago, I got caught up, and, and, and I just told him, I said, y'all just go on off and leave me. Just leave me right here. And I probably should have stayed right there on my knees because I remember times back years ago when I first got saved, they get in prayer, three, four, five hours passed, and I wouldn't even know it. Just caught up in that spirit of prayer. I want it back. You know, because when you do that, you start losing your life. You start losing your life. Amen. Won't never forget the 2006, Brother Michael went to India with me or with the evangelistic team. And by the second night, we got in the motel. 
I laid down and rested for about 30 minutes or an hour, and that burden hit me, and I rolled over, got on my knees side of the bed, and started praying. So Brother Michael rolled out of his bed and started praying with me. I prayed an hour, hour and a half, couple hours, then I crawled back up on the bed and sleep about 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then I'd be back down on my knees. <laughs> Brother Michael said, I tried for about two days to keep up with him. He said, forget this. He said, he said I ain't got what it takes. He said, I ain't never seen a man pray all night and get in the spirit. He said, I thought I had a spirit of prayer. He said, but I ain't never seen nothing like that, man. He said, was in India two weeks, and he said, I don't think that man slept three hours a night. said, he prayed all night long, almost every night. said, the Spirit of God got in him one night, and said, that, that prayer got in him. said, he started weeping and howling and screaming before God. He said, I thought this was going to throw us out of the motel. said, man, he had the whole top floor of the motel. <laughs> said, can't help it. Can't help it, and ain't going to try to help it. If they'd have thrown us out, we'd found someplace else to stay. You hear me? It's time to let the spirit of prayer get a hold of us. Ain't nothing going to change, nothing but prayer. we got to have a move of God. we got, we at that place, we've got to have a move of God. we at that place. Pharaoh's army's behind us. The Red Sea's in front of us, and there's wilderness on each side. We ain't got nowhere to go but in the supernatural move of God. We ain't got nowhere else to go. He said, get up and quit talking to God and quit crying out to God and go forward and possess what God's given us to possess. You hear me? I said, we at that place. We ain't got nowhere to go. Where are you going to go? What you going to do if, if we don't see God do a supernatural act? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Ain't no place to go. God's brought us to this place and he's expecting us to fight and possess this kingdom. I'm going to possess this kingdom. Like I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, I, I'm going to drag you. If I got to do it by the hair of your head, kicking and screaming all the way, I'm going to drag you into this kingdom. Why? It's time. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get to these scriptures. Man, I feel the Spirit of God. Y'all stirred something up out here. Hallelujah. I'm in 1 Kings 18. 41, Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. And Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked, and he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Hallelujah. Now, it was 1996. 
I heard the Lord speak the same thing in my spirit. He said, there's a sound of abundance of rain. Hadn't rained in three and a half years. Been dry. Man, has it ever been dry? Can anybody say it's been dry? Can anybody say, I'm ready for a move of God? And if I say to you, I hear it. There is a sound. An abundance of rain. What goes through your mind and what goes into your spirit? Because I've been preaching for a year now. It's going to rain. I've been telling you God said, I've given you the former rain moderately. But now I'm fixing the cause to come down for you the rain, the former, and the latter rain in the first month. God said, that's a new season. We're in a new season. So if I tell you it's fixing to rain in the Spirit, what does that mean to you? Where does your mind go? What do you process? What do you pro- if I tell you, Sister Kathy, it's fixing to rain in the Holy Ghost. Change. Right here on my knees, if y'all read that spirit of prayer, the spirit of the Lord come on me. I said, God, I saw Ezekiel. I saw him. In 1984, the Lord took me into an open vision. And for those y'all wanted, I got 33 visions and dreams God's given me since probably 84 about this end time revival. How the Lord's visited me and spoke to me and every bit of it points to this end time. But in 1984, I sit in my mother-in-law's house. Been fasting, seeking God. She lives on a lake. She got glass in two sides of her house. Looks over a lake. I sat down with a cup of tea. Been fasting. In a moment of time, that lake disappeared. I saw the valley of dry bones. I watched as them bones rose up off the ground. Bone just didn't come to bone. Bone found the bone it had been separated from, the bone it belonged to. There's a bone that you belong to. (laughs) Y'all hearing me? There's a place in the body of Christ you belong. God just ain't told you out there to fit anywhere. He said, you're bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh and spirit. (laughs) Woo! Are y'all hearing me? And I watched all these bones come together. And I seen all these skeletons standing on their feet. And I got excited. (laughs) And the voice of the Lord spoke to me. He said, do you know what you've seen? I said, no, Lord. Let you tell me. He said, you have seen the body of Christ coming together. That's what the Lord told me in 1984. Y'all hearing me? 33 years ago, God showed me a vision of the body of Christ coming together. I, I didn't have enough sense to know what God was showing me, says Susie. Because about all I preached them was faith, healing, and deliverance. God hadn't taken me into the meat of this word like he has now. 
He started giving me bits and pieces of this and had been giving it to me since 84. But man, until the last three or four or five years or 2006 when the Lord spoke to me about the resurrected power of Christ, this stuff hadn't come together. It had not come together like it's come together now. And when the Lord spoke that to me, man, I jumped up. Good thing I set that cup of tea down. <laughs> there ain't no telling where it went. And I shouted. And my mother-in-law's house is where you can make a circle around the top of it. Kitchen's in the middle. You, you can go from the living room into the dining room, around the kitchen, through the uh, whatever that, and then come out in the family room, and you just make a circle. Well, I can't call it the dining room, but it, it's basically, you know, don't use the fancy dining room per se. It's the eating room. So I run past the kitchen into the eating room, back around into the living room, and I just running around in circles shouting, God just spoke to me. God just spoke to me. God just spoke to me. And I had to preach that, and I was about 4.30 in the afternoon. My wife and mother-in-law and sister-in-law come running upstairs, said, what, what? I said, God just spoke to me. I just seen a vision. Well, what did he say? I said, I ain't telling you. I said, I'll preach it tonight. And I did. But I didn't know the importance of what God had showed me. But on my knees right here the other night, God took me back in the same thing. And I saw that bones come together. But this time I saw the flesh, I saw the sinew, I saw the muscle, and they were standing on their feet a great and exceeding army, but there was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you prophesy as Ezekiel did. He said, you prophesied of the four winds of the four corners of the earth. And you command them to come blow and breathe in this army. And right there on my knees the other night, I said, oh, ye winds. Oh, ye winds, hear ye the word of the Lord. And I begin to speak to them. I begin to speak to the winds to come and breathe in God's people. Got to be a breath of life. There's got to be life. I mean, it's like God's people. We might have the body might be coming together. The Lord told us in Fort Payne several years ago. He said, "I'm bringing the body of Christ together all over the world." Because this ain't a one man thing. This ain't a one church thing. This is God's people all over the face of the earth. But let me tell you something. They're one mind. They're of one accord. They got one spirit. They're going to hear the same thing, speak the same thing, have the same mind, and walk in the same judgment. They ain't going to be doing 50 different things. You can't tell me you've got the Spirit of God in you and I've got the Spirit of God in me and there's a disagreement between what we believe and what's being preached. Something ain't right. Something ain't right because I'm going to tell you something. You don't disagree with yourself. You don't disagree with yourself. Anybody listening to me? You may argue with yourself, but you know what you believe. You don't disagree with yourself. So you can't have the Spirit of God, and I can't have the Spirit of God, and there be disagreement. If it is, there's a wrong spirit in there somewhere, and it's time to separate the Spirit of truth from the Spirit of error and get established in the same thing. what the Lord told Apostle John 
Read it, First John 4 chapter, beloved. Believe not every spirit. It's because you told the Bible and talked in tongues. Don't mean I'm going to believe you. I've taught people for years, don't you take me at my word. You get in that word and you dig it out. You get in the word of God and you dig out what I preach. You find something I'm preaching in there, you bring it to me and show it to me. For the Lord to convince me I'm in there, I'll apologize to you and I won't ever preach it again. See, I've always been open to the working of the Spirit of God. I've always been open. And I've always told people, if I preach something and the Lord convicts me I'm wrong, I'll apologize to you. And I'll make it right. But I won't ever preach it again. There's things I've preached that I know now that I didn't preach the full knowledge and full counsel of God, but I didn't have the full knowledge and counsel of God then. I preached what I knew. I preached in the knowledge of what I have. Did I preach something wrong? I don't think I've really preached anything wrong. I just didn't have the full understanding and counsel of God. I've always preached what God put in my spirit, and it's always more witness. But then when God would give me a deeper revelation and a deeper understanding of things, I could see that I preached in part. My God, I hope I'm making sense to somebody. But not if I tell you it's fixing to rain. And what is that witness to in your spirit? Yeah, but what does that mean in your spirit? See, we just can't hear or read the scripture and say, all right, it's fixing to rain. Now, what does that mean? What is God preparing to do? And are we prepared for what God's preparing to do? Are you prepared to say, Lord, here's the reins of my heart. Here's the reins of my spirit. Now, this is the course I'm on. This is where I'm headed. But if you pull hard on that left rein and holler, haul, am I going that way? Or is my stubborn, rebellious, religious spirit going to pull my head back straight and I'm going to keep trying to walk the way I'm walking? Or if you pull hard on that right side. See, y'all ain't never plowed a horse or a mule. Y'all may not know what I'm talking about. But you want a horse to go right, you holler, gee. You want him to go left, you holler, haw. And you pull on that rein, you pull on that rein. If a horse is trained in there, or a mule's trained, they're obedient, you just got to put a little pressure on it. But I'm going to tell you, I've seen them plowing a row Get to the end of that row, Barnby over here. <laughs> you won't even turn left and go over and make a loop and come back down that other middle. And he sees that barn over there, and you're pulling on that left line going, ha, 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 and that head's going, G, G, G. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, I plowed mules, I plowed horses. I used to know how to hook them up. I used to know what the hands and the trace chains, and I used to know what all that stuff. I don't know if I can remember it now or not, but I could I could harness a mule and plow him. Horse too. And I learned what to do. And I've learned sometimes you gotta put a muzzle on them rascals. Cause you be plowing your corn, be tossling up there. 
If you didn't watch that stinking rascal and put a muzzle on him, he'd reach over and bite the top out of that tassel. If he does, that corn stalk ain't going to produce. So, what God's doing? Are we listening? Are we hearing? Are we in the mindset? Are we in the frame of mind? If God says, gee, we want a ha. Or if God says ha, we want a gee. I've seen them walk down a row and plow a mule, and they'd holler ha, and he'd turn too far left, and they'd holler gee, and he'd turn too far, far right, and they'd go ha, gee, ha, gee, ha. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've probably seen your granddaddy or your grandmama do that. So you know what I'm talking about. I see my daddy try to plow a set of horses one time. My daddy ain't no farmer. I seen him try to plow a garden we had with some horses, not about five years old. Well, Tate and he got through, there wasn't much left of three or four rows of that garden. Because <laughs> he didn't know how to Keep them horses in line. And you can plow a horse a whole lot easier than you can plow a mule. Most of the time. If horses listen to you. That mule, you tell them, they, they, they call them you stubborn for a reason. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of God's people are stubborn. So I'm telling you, don't get your heart, don't get your mind, don't get your spirit set on what you want to do. It's time to be still and find the mind and will of God. And if God speaks to you, See, God can speak to you and tell you something. You still got a mind to do your own thing. You still got a mind to go your own way. So if I tell you it's fixing to rain and God is restoring the former rain of the Holy Ghost uh, like he did on the day of Pentecost, he's going to take us beyond what comes in your mind. Just a good meeting, just a good shout, just a good talking tongues, uh, just maybe some healings and miracles. Uh, are you realizing uh, that the Spirit of God is setting down in us uh, and God is going to bring his Spirit in, uh, raise up the ministry uh, of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, pastors and teachers uh, set the church back in order uh, and put us back in a move of God that's going to shake the world. Because this is where we're at. Anybody with me today? Or am I bestowing upon y'all labor in vain? But are you ready? Are you ready? You ever read in the Bible about a man named Jonah? God told him to go to Nineveh. He went down and got him a ticket to the boat dock, headed to Joppa. <laughs> got out there on that boat. And the Lord said, Jonah, I didn't tell you to go to Joppa. I told you to go to Nineveh. God, I ain't going up there and preach that bunch of hard-headed, perverted people. The Bible said, they didn't know their left hand from their right hand. Did you ever read that in the Bible? They didn't know their left hand from their right hand. Bunch of sodomites. Bunch of lesbians. Perverted spirit in the city. And John said, I ain't going to burn preaching them people. They're ignorant. They don't know their left hand from their right hand. They don't know what's right and they don't know what's wrong. God said, that ain't what I said, son. I said, go to Nineveh. Well, I tell you what, Lord, you go to Nineveh. I'm going to Joppa. <laughs> God don't write these things in the Word just to be writing them. 
God puts them in there for our admonition, for our learning, for our edifying, that we don't make the same mistake. You hear me? I remember the Lord kept dealing me to go to a town one time. I wouldn't go. And the Lord spoke to me about it about four times. I said, God, I don't want to go. I didn't have no burden for the town, didn't feel like going. I said, I don't want to fail you. And I'd go about anywhere and put up a tent. God spoke to me. I've been in towns, hadn't had tent revivals 15, 20 years, and God break out revivals. I remember in 1992, God spoke to me. And I just prayed for a man, had his spine nearly shot in two with a shotgun. God healed him. Brought him off his crutches. Walked out of the tent that night with his crutches up over his head, shouting and praising God. Went back to his car up and drove Showed his family what God had done. I couldn't tell you the man if I saw him again. Don't know his name. Don't know nothing about him. Just know God healed him. But during that meeting right there, God spoke to me. He said, go to Covington, Tennessee. I said, God, I don't even know where Covington, Tennessee is. Got the map out, and it's above Memphis. Got in there. Got a lot. Got everything set up. And they said there hadn't been a tent revival in there in 20 years. Opened up with almost 100 people. And it went uphill from there. So I wouldn't, but there was something about this town I just didn't want to go. And I said, God, I just don't want to fail. He said, if I send you, he said, you don't fail. He said, I can send you in there. He said, you can plow and break ground and have a handful. He said, I can send you in there. He said, to cultivate what somebody else has already planted. He said, you'll have moderate success as far as crowd. He said, I can send you in there. He said, you can have a landslide revival. He said, because you'll be reaping what somebody else has sowed, what somebody else has watered and cultivated. He said, so there's never a failure in my eyes, whether you plow, whether you plant, whether you water, whether you cultivate, or whether you reap. And that gave me peace. That gave me peace. So I went. Didn't have a landslide revival. But there's a lot of towns that did. Are y'all listening to me? But see, it's learning to be led by the Spirit of God. Because when you, when God tells you to do something and you start bucking against it, you, you're just more or less telling God, well, I think I know a little bit more than you do about this situation. <laughs> Woo! Well, y'all got real quiet. Don't think I got an amen out of that one at all. So if I tell you, That there's a sound of the abundance of rain. What is that witness in your spirit? Because I heard the Lord say this in 1996. Heard him audibly speak to me. He said, there's a sound of the abundance of rain. At that time, wasn't a lot of preachers happy with me. Because a couple of years before, the Lord had given me a vision. said, they're sending the camp from the bottom to the top. And he showed me preachers all the way up. He said, you walk away from them. He said, they're adulterers, they're fornicators, they're liars, they're thieves. I walked away from every one of them. Didn't look back. Didn't go to another meeting. Didn't listen to another tape. Didn't fellowship none of them. And I had doors closed on me all over the country. So I didn't have a lot of doors open at that time. So I started going in people's homes because there's people love me. I'd go in their homes and I started preaching on the... There's a sound. I hear a sound. I hear something fixing the house. There's an abundance of rain. And the Lord told me, and this was in 96, 21 years ago, 
that when I saw huge floods in China, that China had the worst flood that ever had in history, said, get ready. He said, it's fixing to rain. It's fixing to rain. Do you know China's had the, the worst floods the last two or three years they've ever had in their history? It's getting ready to rain. But what are you expecting? What, what is your sight set on? What is your heart set for? What are you willing to do to press, to get ready for what God wants to do in you? Has God got that bridle? Has God got the reins of your heart? We going to keep going where we're going? Or we going to feel that tug? Says, gee. See, when a horse or a mule's really obedient, you just got to barely tug. Some of them, you just got to say, gee. They'll start turning. Won't go the other way. Ha. They hear that. They'll start turning. Y'all listening to me? So God can either speak to us. He can pull down on that bridle. <laughs> he can pull down on Are you with me? Are you with me? I'm telling you, I saw an act of God that is beginning to step on the scene. We've got to, we've got to have these ministries. Where are we at, children? Where's the church going? What's happening in the spiritually? What's being brought forth? I mean... Examine yourself. Ask yourself. What's happening in my life? What's happening in the church? Is there a move of God? You know what people call a move of God? They want good shouting, good singing. They want somebody to prophesy to them or minister to them. Now you get it out that there's somebody prophesying the word of the Lord ministering to people. People drive 100 miles. Ooh, man, I heard there was a move of God. And y'all pardon my straightforwardness, but every time somebody posts on Facebook about a move of God and they put a video up and I click on it, you know what it is? Shouting, jerking, talking in tongues and people just flopping everywhere. Hey, I was there at one time. I was there at one time. But I was there 30-something years ago. And God began to let me mature. I'm going to tell you God don't do them things. God does touch lives that way. But God don't do it over and over and over in every service. Every service you see some church post, all it is is shouting, talking in tongues, people laying hands on somebody, people falling out on the floor, people running, jumping, hollering. Why? That's all the God that's ever been revealed to them. So, are we going to let God take us somewhere? I'm serious in what I'm asking. Are we going to let God take us somewhere? Are we going to stay where we're at? I can't tell you, Sister Susie, the authority and dominion and the gifts of God that God showed me He wants to work in your life. I can't tell you. There's no words for me to explain the anointing and the spirit that I saw God use you in. But it's up to you to be still and seek God. And let God reveal this to you. It's up to you to find the mind and will of God for your life. I can point you toward it. I can lay hands on you. I can minister to you. You can feel the working of the Spirit of God. But can we be still? Sister Kathy, can we be still? And allow God to alter our course and order our steps. If we don't, we're going to keep going on in religion.
Religion ain't going to do this. Don't look out there and say four months. And then cometh the harvest. I'm telling you, the harvest is ripe. But what did Jesus say? The laborers. How many gifted, anointed, seasoned vessels of God are there that can go somewhere and step out and preach a word and God use them in healing and deliverance and set people, I mean truly set people free. That's got authority over demons, authority over sickness, power over devils, and can preach a word that will bring a work into the Spirit that will truly change somebody. How many? So, when we start praying, Lord, raise up laborers. It don't matter how great the harvest is. If you don't know how to go in that field and, and harvest, reap that harvest, you can damage the harvest and you can damage the plants that it won't reproduce. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels today. Ain't just preaching. It's being led by the Spirit of God. Amen. It's being led by the Spirit of God. We had a young man come to our trailer the other day. He had to come check on something. We got some damage on some of the furniture we bought, so the company sent him out there. Twenty-four years old. Time he got in the trailer. I said, you go to church anywhere? Oh, occasionally. I said, really? I said, is that because your pastor only preaches occasionally? He said, well, he said, you know, he said, I don't see that much need for the church. I said, really? So he went on, I just let him talk. And he got ready to leave and he stepped out there on the porch and I looked at him. I said, young man, I've been serving God since I was 19. I said, that's 45 years. He said, yes, sir. I said, now. I said, you find you a good home church because you need one. He said, yes, sir, I know I do. And I said, that pastor is there to teach you how to walk with God and walk through the storms of life so the church is necessary. He just looked at me. He said, yes, sir, I believe you're right. Just talk to him. But I believe God impacted his life. Are we in that mindset, in that frame of mind, that we're going to serve God right here, we're going to be used of God right here? Are we in that frame of mind wherever we're at? The Spirit of God can move on us. Because the majority of the move of God, children, was in the streets, the marketplaces, the highways, the hedges, somebody's house. Are you with me? So when I tell you, it's going to rain. You better be getting your waiters out. <laughs> I ain't wanting you to get your galoshes out that come above your ankle. I want you to get your waiters out. Because <laughs> it's going to rain. And this is going to bring back 
the ministry of the Son of Man and the working of the Holy Ghost that come in the early church, and it's going to go beyond it. So this ain't going to be no little shout. This ain't going to be hook-a-doodies running up down your spine. This ain't going to be Yamaha, Yamaha, Honda, 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 Suzuki. <laughs> it's going to be the working of the very resurrected Christ going to start revealing itself in you. Ain't nothing else you can do to prepare. I mean, what, what else are we going to do? The only thing I'm setting my heart on right now is to seek God in prayer till something happens. Because I've got to have something happen. I'm driving myself crazy. And ain't no telling what I'm doing to my wife, but I'm driving myself crazy because I know what I saw. And the Lord, I, I saw it just suddenly step on the scene. I seen this word of the Lord just step on the scene like Elijah did. When Elijah stepped on the scene, nobody knew where he come from. Nobody ever heard of him. Nobody didn't know what his name was. Nobody knew his mom and daddy. You can't trace his lineage. You can't. Can't do it. He just like Melchizedek. Just showed up one day. But he got right up in Ahab's face and he said, Except I say so. It ain't going to rain and it ain't going to do. I imagine Ahab looked at him and said, you crazy nut. Who do you think you are? But I'm going to tell you something. When it didn't rain, it didn't do. Start getting into weeks and months. And months started turning into years. <laughs> I think he realized he had a man of God on his hands. Are y'all hearing me? But are we ready? Because there's a harvest out there that's ripe. Every one of you got loved ones, you got relatives, you got friends, you got family that needs an act of God in their life. Right now. I got a nephew right now. If he don't get an act of God in his life, if he died, he'd bust tail wide open. He's got this old transgender spirit on it. just makes me so mad. I'd like to grab him and shake him. I would if I thought he'd do any good. I've seen the boy drunk under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And how he can turn around and lift his kind of spirit, war against his mind, and take hold of it. But I'll tell you what it is. Didn't stay in church, didn't have no teaching. People don't know how to battle these spirits when they ain't been taught. There's a harvest out there. There's a harvest out there. Sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, mamas, daddies, friends, loved ones. There's a harvest out there. We got to be at that place. We got to be at that place. That whatever God says. And, and this is what I tell God. I said, don't tell me to do something if you ain't going to back it up. Because I'm just crazy enough to do it. <laughs> if I'm crazy enough to do it, you better back it up or me and you're going to have a conversation. But you know, in 45 years, Every time God's told me something, I've spoken. He's done it. He's done it. Amen. There's a sound of the abundance of rain. Amen. There's a sound. There's a sound. Can y'all hear that sound? The Lord spoke to me one time. He said, I want you to preach on the sound of a move of God. I said, you want me to do what? 
He said, I want you to preach on the sound. A move of God. And I just plain out told the Lord. I said, you can't preach a message on the sound of the move of God. I found out you could. <laughs> I found out David heard a sound in the top of the mulberry trees. I found out the Lord said this, their sound went to the ends of the earth. I found out Elijah said, there's a sound. I hear it. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So I found out a whole lot. <laughs> and I told the Lord, you can't do that. The Lord said, yeah, you can. And when I got up to do it, Two hours I preached on the sound of revival. Don't ever tell God you can't. Because he'll show you you can. Amen. Y'all with me? And so when he told Ahab that, he went up to the top of Carmel and got on his knees. See, in, in 1 Kings 17, he went to Ahab and said, it ain't going to rain or do, unless I say so. I don't know if he prayed earnestly before he told Ahab or after, but the Bible says in James that he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. So did he do it before he told Ahab or after? But he told him. He said, get up, Ahab. Go up, eat, and drink. He said that the abundance of rain hindered thee not. And from Mount Carmel to the entrance of the gates of Jezreel, I checked it one time. They said it's 17 miles. I'm going to go back and check it again. They said it was 17 miles. So Ahab looked around. The sky was still bright, blue, clear, sunny. I ain't got no worries. But Elijah went up and fell on his face and started petitioning the Lord. Six times he sent his servant out there. Six times he came back and said, I don't see nothing. Seventh time... He said, oh, my goodness. He said, I see a cloud coming up out of Carter K, Georgia. <laughs> it's like a man's hand. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. He says, like a man's hand. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Y'all hear me? It's like a man's hand. It's like a man's hand. So he went up and told Ahab. He said, I told you to get your chariot ready to eat and drink. And you didn't listen to me. So the heavens got black with clouds and a heartbeat. All of a sudden, they just come out of nowhere. Hadn't rained in three and a half years. But yet here it was. Don't you listen to what I'm saying. Oh, Brother Meadow, we got time. There ain't no hurry. There ain't no reason to seek God. There ain't no sounds of nothing happening. There ain't nothing I can see with my eyes or hear with my ears that indicate a move of God. Yeah, there is. There's a sound of the abundance of rain. Get up! That it hindered thee not. 
And the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord got on Elijah and he girded himself up and he ran in front of Ahab's chariot. All the way from the Mount Carmel to the entrance to the gates of Jezreel, he outrun a team of Arabian horses for 17 miles because the Spirit of the Lord got on him. We have no idea where God's taking us. But the key is be prepared. The key is to be ready. If God spoke tomorrow, he said, come off your job. Get ready to hit the evangelistic field this spring, summer, and fall full force. Can we? Are we ready? Brother Matter, I uh, get ready. God's got to have vessels. God's got to have laborers. Y'all hear me? God's got to have laborers. Worked hard for years. Preaching, drove myself, wore my body out, beat my body down. But God blessed us with a nice home. And all I'm waiting. And all she's waiting for is that word of the Lord to speak. Put it up for sale. And if this is where God wants us, get established right here. Because I saw that church going up. You saw yourself on the platform in that church, Sister Susie. I believe God's going to establish a church right here. It's going to see five or 600 people, if not more. I believe that. I believe in the move of God. If I didn't, I wouldn't be in that travel trailer up here three or four days a week. Probably stay all week this week. Be in there praying, seeking God. Hot. Uncomfortable. When I got more room in the bedroom in my house than I got in that trailer. It's a sacrifice. Do I care? No. I want the mind and will of God. I'm not interested in things. I ain't never been interested in things. I've always sought for the mind and will of God. Spent the majority of 22 years sleeping in travel trailers on foam mattresses about two inches thick and about two foot wide when I had a nice king-size bed at home. But I spent days on end. In them trailers praying and seeking God and putting up them tents. Trying to bring deliverance to somebody's life. Because that's where my burden, that's where my heart is. My heart ain't in things. Don't ever accuse me of being after things. Don't. I got, I got brother, brother Meadows just in it for the money. That's what a preacher come told me one time in Fort Bay. Well, you just here for the money. I know what kind of offerings you're getting. I said, how do you know what kind of offerings I'm getting? I said, let me tell you something, man. I said, you make more than one day on your job or two days on your job. Then I'll get love offerings out of this church in a week. His eyes got big. He said, really? I figured you'd get six, $700 a week. I said, well, not off your offerings, I ain't. That made him mad, and he wouldn't give me that $5 a week he's helping me with. Working a job, probably making close to $1,000 a week. No, he, he will honor God with a tithe, but you ain't going to get no more than that out of him. But that's between him and the Lord. 
You see, he was judging what he thought I was getting. Therefore, he wouldn't help me no more. And I told him, I said, it don't make no difference. I said, if I go out here on this business that I got, and I bring in $1,500, $2,000 a week, I said, you still should honor the ministry and the word of the Lord that's in this place with your tithe and your offering. It don't matter what that job out there is bringing in. That has nothing to do with your giving. Ooh, that got quiet, didn't it? Your giving is an honor to the Lord. Your giving is an honor to the word of the Lord and the spirit of God that God set in this vessel right here. That's what your giving should be in response to, not what I've got and what I don't have. And I'm telling you, it fixing to rain. It fixing to rain. Not only are we going to get the rain, we're going to get the former and the latter rain. And I don't know if I told y'all, but last week, God tied this in to Hosea, the sixth chapter. Where he said to them that follow on to know the Lord, the going of the forth of the Lord is prepared as the morning, as the rain, the former, and the latter rain unto the earth. We're living in the last days. Amen. We're living in the last days. God's putting a kingdom together. He's putting the body together. Are y'all with me? He's putting the body together. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Because somewhere, and it ain't going to be too long, you're going to hear the call. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. But are we ready? Are we ready? Are you wise virgins? You're a foolish virgin. The Bible said it's all virgins. It said five was wise, five was foolish. It ain't up to me whether you're a foolish virgin or not. See, people think it's up to me whether you pray or not. It ain't up to me. It ain't up to me whether you serve God or not. It's up to me to preach, teach, prepare the way. You've got to walk in it. I had a couple used to come to church in Fort Payne. They come for a couple of years. Real good people. And if I met that man on the street today, he would tell you, that man right there talks to me how to pray and serve God. He would stand right there and tell you. <laughs> I met him one day down in Fort Payne. He was coming through and he wanted to eat lunch with me by my lunch. And just so happened one of my nephews walked in. Don't care whether he serves God or not. I introduced him to this man. That man looked at my nephew. He said, let me tell you something, son. He said, that's a great man of God right there. He said, your uncle's a great man of God. He said, he taught me how to serve God. He taught me how to pray. He taught me how to walk upright before God. My nephew just got big-eyed and looked at him. They'd come to church every now and then. And I heard him say one time, I said, well, I can tell you one thing. He said, Brother Metter's fixing to tear up some hide today. He said, because I know this ain't been a good week for me. And he said, I expect Brother Metter to tear my hide up. I walked out there and I said, let me tell you all something. I said, Brother Metter, tear your hide up. I said, it's up to Brother Metter to preach the word. It's up to you to live it. And I said, you don't live it. It ain't going to be Brother Metter's going to tear your hide up. It's going to be the word of God going to tear your hide up.
because I ain't going to follow you around. I know preachers follow people around. I know preachers show up pre- uh, people's homes and just rip them up one side and down the other because they're doing wrong. I ain't doing that. God didn't call me to that. God told me to preach this word. God told me to. He said, I'm going to plant many churches. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. God gives me my strength. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Whether it's in this pulpit right here, or it's in a restaurant, in a parking lot. Y'all hear me? In a store somewhere. Don't matter to me. I'm ready for God to be God. Amen. I'm ready for God to be God. And if I tell you, you're fixing to hear the cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you, says Susie? Behold, the bridegroom cometh. What does it mean to you? For? To do what? You know what the church will Teaches it, he's going to take them out. He's going to take them out. I ain't never figured out. And I told the Lord one time, I said, if you're going to beat the daylights out of me and put me through all this pain, this heartache, this sorrow and upsetness, and you're going you're gonna to cause me to suffer, that you can establish, strengthen, and settle me, and then you snatch me out of here. I said, let's just go now. I ain't interested in going through all this suffering just to leave. And if the church leaves and all the ministers leaves, everybody fit to preach the gospel leaves, what's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen to the world? Who's going to reach them? They're just going to die and go to hell? You're just going to let billions of people die and go to hell? Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. Never has and never will. But yet there's people get up and they'll preach and they'll shout. And they'll, Lord, come any time now. He can come in a, in a heartbeat. Had a man tell me that one time. I said, no, he can't. Brother, you don't believe Lord can come any time? I said, no, I don't. He said, why don't you? I said, there's too much got to be fulfilled in that word. He just looked at me like I was crazy. Because they'll tell you, Lord, come any time. How many times y'all heard somebody say, Lord, come any time. Lord, come before the sun goes down. He come before the sun goes up. I said, what about all this word ain't been fulfilled yet? What about this move of God? What about this last day revival and this restored everybody keeps talking about and they keep preaching about an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and a restored, but yet they can say, Lord, come any time. Okay. One baby back in 97 come by my tent said that. I said, no, he can't. He said, you don't believe the Lord come any time? I said, no, don't. He said, well, what would you do if the Lord did come? I said, ask him to leave me here. He said, you one crazy preacher. <laughs> he said, why would you want to stay here? I said, there's too many souls that had never heard the name of Jesus. Too many people bound with devil, sickness, and disease. Too many people ain't ever heard the gospel. I said, I want to preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. 
because I believe that's what God called me to do. I said, I ain't ready to leave. Why would you want to leave and turn people over in the hands of the devil? Because the church gets caught out and everybody fit to do something for God gets caught out. Who's going to oppose the devil? Who's going to oppose him? All the resistance, all every barrier is gone to keep the devil from destroying the earth. Ooh, they're quiet in here. <laughs> so, John's right there where he was reading Revelation 19, right up above it. John said, I saw a city. I saw New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. See, everybody think New Jerusalem's natural. No, spiritual. Me and my daddy used to have these discussions. He said, New Jerusalem's coming down. I said, well, my God, find out where it's going to land so you don't get under it. You don't believe New Jerusalem's coming down? I said, oh, yeah. I said, the spirit and the move of God's coming down. That's going to make the body, uh, gonna make a, a body of Christ, going to bring it together and make it brand new. I said, but it ain't going to be no natural city. I believe it's going to be a natural city. I said, all right, just find out where it's going to land. Don't get under it. That city John described, spiritual. Them walls, them gates of pearl. All them jewels, it's all spiritual. And natural city coming down. John said, I see it as a bride, prepared, made ready, adorned for her husband. Paul said, it's the church, that every man should love his wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for him, that he might cleanse it and sanctify it with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. A bride. A bride. Where y'all think the sons of God ministry is going to come from? Have you ever thought about it? Y'all think it's just going to happen? No, we don't have no babies out of wedlock in this. <laughs> Christ and the church coming together. They're going to become one. She going to conceive. Read Revelation 12. She going to conceive. She going to be great with child. So, church ain't going nowhere. She's going to get herself ready. Hallelujah. Do you appreciate the Lord? I appreciate this service. I could get into a lot more, but I feel like I've obeyed the Lord. I appreciate what God's doing. I need somebody to fight with me. Y'all going to fight with me? Y'all going to pray with me? Y'all going to seek God with me? Everybody? You going to fight for this faith with me? Because I know what God said he'd do right here. And I'm going to do it. Because if the Lord calls me into accountability, I, I'm going to raise my hand and say, Lord, I've done what you said. I told the people what you said. I gave you visions. I gave the dreams. I gave the word of the Lord that came to me. I've done all I know to do. But you, you got to fight the good fight of faith. And that don't mean once a week on Sunday. Amen. I appreciate this word today. Will you go to prayer with me?
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, your goodness, your strength, your wisdom and understanding. And I thank you for the way you've talked to us, Lord. Maybe you'll lead me into this bride of Christ later. God, in a deeper measure, give us more understanding. I want my understanding open, Father. I want my eyes enlightened to what you're working, what the inheritance of the saints is. I want my understanding open, Lord. Give us understanding. In all of our getting, Lord, help us get wisdom and understanding. God, that the Spirit can teach us how to walk up right before you. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Y'all appreciate the Lord today? Glory. I am in need of a DVD player. Don't have to be a Blu-ray. I just need a DVD player. So, y'all got an extra one laying, laying around? I need one. If you ain't, I don't think they're very expensive. I mean, I think the Blu-rays are, what, $40, $50? And I don't have to have Blu-ray. I just, I got some Bible study stuff, and when I put Windows 10 on my computer, it messed my CD and DVD drive up. It won't play it, so I ain't got no way to play a DVD. And so the Lord lays it on your heart. Get me one. I got some studying I want to do. Is that all right? Will y'all please honor the Lord today? You know, I always try to honor the Lord in everything God puts in my spirit, puts in my hands. People argue about tithe. They argue about this. They argue about that. And you know, I didn't know to hear recently that people 